and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by HF Plus, and with myself, Steve Nussbaum. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, the South Stand chum, my bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode number 249. Just want to say a quick thanks to everyone who's tuned in to our interview with Dean Brewer. It's nearly a thousand listens now, which is absolutely fantastic. And we recorded that uh, a couple of weeks ago now. So again, a special thanks to Dean for giving up his time and for giving us some unbelievable insight and real honesty about his time with us, which which was really, really brilliant of him. And we wish him well uh, for the future uh, at Tottenham Hotspur and wherever his career may take him after that. This special pre-season show is really a catch-up of everything that you need to know since the season ended. Uh, so without further ado, let's crack on. And as always, let's start the show with a word from our podcast sponsors. Yeah, so our podcast sponsors are AGF Plastering, who are an Essex-based plastering and rendering company. They cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work, and they specialise in silicone colour render systems. And the best part of their offer for Orient fans, and something that you must all know by now, is that they offer 15% off for all Leighton Orient fans and staff that the lovely bearded legend has taken up I have. Adam on his yes. offer as we Can't sit wait. here in Orient Outlook Podcast Towers. There's a massive AJF banner outside hanging, <laughs> hanging outside the front of your house. So yeah, so for more information and the best plastering and rendering prices around, visit their website www.agefplastering.co.uk or you can email Adam at the boys at outlook.com or visit AGF Plastering on social media by finding them on Facebook and Instagram at AGF Plastering or on Twitter at Big Ads with a Z L O F C. But that isn't all. So AJF Plastering are now uh, renewed their sponsorship of the podcast for the forthcoming season. So thank you to Adam and the team for doing that. We're more than happy, we're so happy to be extending our relationship for the third year running with AJF Plastering. It's been really successful, Amazing. a great partnership. And we have two new sponsorship partners to introduce you to this evening. We absolutely do. Genuinely uh, delighted to welcome these two new uh, companies on the board from Leighton Orient fans who will hopefully provide you with uh, service in, in some way, shape or form. So first off, we are delighted to welcome Carol Langley Florist as our Hero of the Week sponsor. Um, Carol Langley uh, are an established local business. They're based in Chingford in East London and they specialise in bespoke flowers for all occasions and events. From a simple thank you to a lavish wedding or event, they're there to help. You can contact them by telephone, place your orders on 0208 529-4130 or you can email Carol Langley Florist that's C-A-R-O-L-E L-A-N-G-L-E-Y florist at gmail.com they've got a website carollangley.co.uk that's Carol with an E on the end um, they're on Insta Carol Langley Florist Twitter Carol Langley E4 or you can message John uh, who runs Carol Langley uh, his Twitter is at EssexBiz, B-I-double-Z. Promotional offers will be forthcoming regularly throughout the season. John, Tina and the team at Carol Langley, we are delighted to have you on board. And uh, if any Orient fans are looking for flowers for whatever the occasion, Carol Langley will be the first choice. I've ordered flowers from John, real last minute stuff, and he's pulled it out of the bag and done. done <laughs> no, literally, I'm not just saying it, he's done some beautiful stuff for me. 
for Zoe and for family and whatnot. It's wicked stuff. And he's delivered it when he said he's going to deliver it, which is important. Yeah. And I like the fact that his offers uh, will continue to vary across the season. So well, there's lots of different things. There'll be Christmas, there'll be Easter, Valentine's, there'll be Valentine's Mother's, Mother's Day, yeah, all yeah. these things. So, yeah, like Paul said, really happy to welcome John on to the team so welcome to John another uh, new sponsorship partner for the Outlook podcast for the forthcoming season a town and country states agent so they will be our social media sponsors for the forthcoming season they are an Orient supporting highly successful estate agents who don't just sell houses they change lives they have combined 50 years experience in the industry in multiple areas they decided to open an estate agent that offers a much more down to earth and personal service to both seller and buyer and over the years of experience they've put together a strong knowledge of unique sales and marketing techniques that get results and on average their properties sell in under seven days which is amazing really quick with over 90% selling for or over the asking price so amazing work there and as a West End season ticket holder one of their directors Charlie Paul is offering a reduced fee for all Leighton Orient fans and staff so Great deals to be had here. You can call Charlie directly on 07528 471 497 or you can email Charlie at charlie at townandcountrypropertysales.co.uk or he's also on social media. He's on Twitter at charlie underscore Paul. Uh, if you go through our timeline, you'll probably find him because we retweet him as he sends us Orient views. Uh, so find out how estate agency is done the right way. So another sponsor we're really excited to welcome to the Orient Outlook Podcast family. And again, a reduced fee on selling a house. That's going to be a pretty penny. So great Save times. you a few quid. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's Paul with an E on the end, isn't it? It is P-O-O-L-E, Charlie yeah. underscore Paul. Where? So there's two really good companies there who can provide various services, lettings, sales in, in, in Charlie's company and John with the flowers is something for everyone and we know from what Adam said to us how well it's worked for him in terms of the broad appeal that he has so uh, that's fantastic now if there are if you are listening and you have an organization or something you wish to promote throughout the course of the season we do still have one opportunity which worked really really well last year although he didn't decide to continue it this year it wasn't for the lack of um, inbound uh, inquiries that he had um, at, at James Cadby um, but our Prediction League sponsorship is still available, still up for grabs so if you are looking to join the Orient Stable the Orient Outlook Podcast <laughs> Stable of sponsors here we have one last opportunity to get involved so you can email us for, to register your interest orientoutlook at outlook.com DM us on Twitter at Orient Outlook you can do it through Instagram as well we're orient underscore outlook underscore podcast or you can message us through Facebook. Just search Orient Outlook Podcast and get in touch. We'd love to help you to promote your business, Orient fan business, to the Orient fandom. Yeah, great stuff. And best of luck to James Cadby for the future. Pleasure Absolutely. working with him. And yeah. like you said, the deal almost worked too well in terms of he got too much business off the back of it um, and too much work was going on. So one last piece of AOB. Um, as we always say in the very episodes, we encourage you to leave uh, reviews on iTunes for us. And a massive thank you goes to Michael Ingle for his review on iTunes at the back end of last month. So if you're listening on iTunes and haven't yet reviewed the Orient Outlook podcast, please do so. We'd love to hear your feedback. So now we are moving on to the pre-season so far. So our last podcast 
went out on Sunday the 23rd of May as a basic episode. So as Paul said in his intro, this is to bring you up to date with all the goings on at Leighton Orient since that day and we're going to start by bringing to an end Coulson Monday and introducing a new type of Monday in addition to Jacket Friday. We are. We are going to call this Happy Monday. Um, in uh, in O2, uh, the club's announcement of Dan Happy's contract extension. So on Happy Monday, the 24th of May, and Josh, thank you very much if you still listen to us, uh, or Dave, um, sorry about that, but you know, all good things come to an end, I think is what they say. But the club announced that Craig Clay signed a new two-year contract on the 24th of May. Uh, Craig uh, said in his statement that he's been here for four years now and he's enjoyed every minute, he loves the club and he's delighted that they'd offered him another two years, didn't think about anything else, I was just delighted to snap their hand off. Views on that? At the time that was like the first contract extension signing, so for me yeah, good news, I think Craig needs a big season, I think last season he was in and out of games, more out of games, he was disappointing at points but he's capable of more and it's telling that all the managers over the last four years always speak very highly of Craig mm. and always selected him so even though us fans at points might not think he's the best player I know our sponsor Adam has been quite vocal at points on social media about his dislike of Craig Clay but there's obviously something there he had a fantastic season when we got won the promoted, league got yeah. promoted so hopefully a fully fit Craig Clay under Kenny Jackett's leadership and with other midfielders around him who we'll come to talk about later in the episode hopefully he can have a decent fifth season at Leighton Orient. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you say there. He does need a big season. And time will tell if Kenny Jackett sees him as a crucial part of his team. You know, we've got a glutton of people in that position when you look at uh, Hector, when you look at Oos, when you look at Craig, when you look at Darren Prattley, uh, Matt Young, um, Anthony Papadopoulos says there's quite a lot. Yeah. I mean, no doubt the younger guys will probably go out on loan, in my mind. Um, so it's just you've then got um, Craig, Darren, and um, Oos that are going to be uh, vying for that for that spot. Yeah, maybe Hector might even go out on loan and get some game time if he's not getting game time. So yeah, it's a headache for Kenny, but I'm sure he knows who he'll want come come the start of the season off the back of preseason. Really. Yeah, good headache, um, and who and who knows who else is going to sign uh, for the club. So let's move on into who ate Tuesday, the twenty fifth of May. Young yeah. O's, Reece Byrne, Anthony Papadopoulos, Matt Young all signed their first professional deals at the club. So a massive congratulations to those young fellows and we look forward to seeing their career develop at the Orient absolutely the club also announced the first pre-season fixture that's been confirmed it's going to be against Gillingham on Saturday the 31st of July it's going to be at home and it's going to kick off at the slightly earlier not overly unusual but slightly different time of 2 o'clock yeah and to finish what turned out to be a busy day of announcements the club announced that Bray Group have extended their stadium naming rights partnership for another season so well done to the Bray Group yeah Wednesday the 26th of May the club confirmed that young left back Jaden Sweeney has signed a two year contract extension that's going to keep him at the club until the summer of 2023 well done Jaden yeah it'd be interesting to see if Jaden gets to push on this yeah. season you know with the arrival of Connor Woods uh, with Shadrach Ogi. Well, there's not a lot talked about him. I mean, he went out on loan to Aldershot. He scored that cracking goal for them, didn't he, that were, that made sort of headlines, if you like. But there's not really any update on his progress, whether he's going to be brought back in first team, go out on loan. And as a developer, they brought him in and put him, brought him in to develop him. 
but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that one works now. Yeah, I think when Kenny gets to see some of these players in the flesh and the training ground from tomorrow onwards, it'd be interesting to see what his views are on some of these young players, whether they need to get on loan or he sees them as battling for a place on the bench Yeah, or in the squad. So yeah, Jaden Sweeney, hopefully a big year for that young man. So moving on into Thursday, the 27th of May, another pre-season game was announced and this time it was announced that West Ham would be visiting uh the Bray Group Stadium on Tuesday, the 13th of July, 7 pm kickoff. Although it's worth noting that West Ham are also playing Northampton Town that same evening, so we could probably expect some, but not as many first team players. And bearing in mind that you know two of their players played this afternoon uh, well, for the Czech Republic, the Euro, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to see the West Ham team who you tend to see on TV. And but the Ukraine, Ukrainian man. The left back, the Ukrainian, yeah. not Suchet, the other one, um, Yarmolenko. Anyway, um, the club produced a special reveal for the away shirt involving our mascot Theo, uh, who made a special visit to the Haven House Hospice. The away shirt was revealed as bright green to a mixed reaction from fans. For me, I like this one the most out of all three, personally. So I was quite pleased about that. You're not so keen. I don't. I not think. really. Yeah. No. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't wear it. I think I've been a bit disappointed with this season's kits. Mm. But again, until you see a kit in the flesh mm. in front of you, you're not sure. I didn't really like the home kit until I first when I first saw it. But the more I'm seeing it, the more I'm beginning to like it a bit more. But I need to see the grey kit um, and the bright green kit. Uh, in the flesh as you'd expect quite a lot of um, views on yeah. this kit we're trying to take views as they come obviously we had loads of views when the kit was announced we're only going to mention a few now because it feels like ages ago yeah, when yeah. this was announced so Joe Jessner 16 says I love the sponsor I love the reveal standard lower league away shirt really it's mm-hmm. a shame that the third kit is the nicest kit for the second season running because we barely use it but it is nice that they release Kyle Fear 01 said that's just a standard PE school training kit with an Orient badge on. Rubbish. Paddock inspect those. It immediately reminded me of winning away at Northampton early in the mid-90s, achieving the first win for an absolute eternity. And he wanted to say yellows, yellows. That's what (laughs) that's what it's about. Yellows. Even yeah, is it yellow or is it bright green? It's bright green, but from a distance it's it's just very bright colour. Fluorescent pen. Stabilo fluorescent pens. Kenny Friday then, the 28th of May. At 6 o'clock, the club held its Meet the Investors event live on the official YouTube channel. Nearly all the investors were present at the event with new board members Coley Parry and Nick Simaka who were also present. Which is, I think, available on the club's YouTube channel. Yeah, it is. I thought this was excellent. It was great to put some faces um, to names who you'd only seen in articles or on via their social media accounts. I thought all the investors came across really well um, on the yeah. on the broadcast and it signals a really wonderful new time for the club. I mean, I don't think there's many fans, O's fans who are apprehensive about new investment, bearing in mind that you know Nigel and Kent are going to have the best interest at the club in heart. But, you know, I thought Nick Samako in particular spoke really well um, and so did Coley, uh, as well as Kevin and, and all the other guys who were... Who are present, so I really enjoyed it. If you haven't watched it, I would highly, highly recommend it. And it's just great to be part of an exciting um, time for Leighton Orient. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think the new investors spoke extremely well, and I think what important 
for me with that came across was that culturally they fit they get that Orient are a league two club at the moment but their belief is that we can be bigger and will be bigger and yes they're investors they're sensible people so they're putting their money in with a view to us obviously going up and eventually one day their exit plan will be to to sell either their stake or the club will be sold to someone who will take us and keep us either in the championship or or, or, or wherever that that future may may be for us interestingly what Nigel was saying was the fact that I think he said that he turned down a uh, an offer to outright sell the club from what I hear that offer was substantial so for him to turn that down and keep the club is genuinely quite impressive um, and it just shows you that it's not about a quick buck and it's not just about the money it's really about sustainability and the long-term future viability of Leighton Orient so you couldn't want to have a better chairman being at our club yeah agree really great to see highly recommended and well done to all involved for that one so moving on into Saturday the 29th of May XO Jimmy Smith announced his retirement from the game so from us at Orient Outlook Podcast Towers we wish him all the best for the future. Absolutely, we do. To Hue Tuesday, then the 1st of June, Walthamstow FC listed their pre-season fixtures and announced that they were hosting the O's on Tuesday, the 27th of July. The reason we're mentioning another team's fixtures, a non-league team at that, is because ex-Orient and promotion-winning captain John Mackey is the assistant manager there. So we thought we'd give that a quick shout. Yeah, yeah, should be a good one. Best of luck to Walthamstow FC for the upcoming season. Also, on this day, the club announced that they will be hosting a Memorial Day on Sunday, the 4th of July, which is the forthcoming Sunday, which will take place from 11.30 to 2.30 at Brisbane Road for everyone to pay their tributes and respects to those fans who have passed away since the start of the COVID pandemic. I believe there's a service with uh, Alan Comfort, Comfort at 1.15. That's going to be an emotional day for most people going, Absolutely. going to that. Absolutely. What so, a lovely thing to do. What a genuine... I don't know how many other clubs are doing something like that, but that is a genuinely fantastic and honourable thing to do so kudos to the club for that Wednesday the 2nd of June then as we move on young O Hector Kipriano received his full first international call up to the Cyprus men's team ahead of their friends against Hungary and the Ukraine where he was an unused sub in both matches so good to get uh, around the first team and get that experience of the atmosphere the routines that yeah. kind of stuff so well done Hector really good and reading this in hindsight I mean Hungary had a fantastic Euros and Ukraine didn't do too badly either as we record they're still in it so two good strong oppositions for Hector to be present against Absolutely. so yeah really good so Saturday the 5th of June and moving on the club announced that National League winning keeper and Orient goalkeeping coach Dean Brill was set to move on and take up a new role with Tottenham Hotspur under 23s and 18s Dean was obviously very pivotal in our league winning season. We had him on the podcast uh, in our last episode, a special interview edition that Paul mentioned at the start, which went on for an hour, 52 minutes, which was a fantastic insight to all things Dean Brill. So for me, I mean, how do you turn an opportunity down like that? You can't really. So all we can say is to Dean is wish him the best um, and hopefully he goes and kicks on at Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, and, and he's gone down as a crucial part of our history and he'll be forever remembered for what he achieved with us, in my opinion. And good luck for the future and thanks thanks for everything, Dean. You know, he, he spoke... Very, you know, we asked him the question, like usually people go from academy to first team, but he's gone from first team to academy and he answered that question. You know, from in my head, I didn't mean it to sound like I'm being un 
disrespectful, dis- yeah. disrespectful and unkind. But it's really good. He has the opportunity to join an elite academy to work with young kids, and you know it, that kind of journey started when he was helping Reese Byrne and, and some yeah. of the other younger lads. So you know you've got to do what what makes you happy in your job at the end of the day. So good luck to him. Yeah, Brillo, Brillo, Brillo for the last time on the Outlook podcast. <laughs> also worth pointing out, though, now that Kenny Jackett has more than a squad to rebuild on his hands, he's got three staff who have left. He's got Keaton, the physio who's gone to Sunderland, Mike Cooper, I think, who's also gone to Spurs, and Dean, who's gone to Spurs. Um, so, you know, he's got his tried and trusted people, no doubt. We'll be hearing from them very soon. And obviously now that has Started. played itself out. Yeah, so... Let's move on. Yeah, new era for the club. And later that afternoon, the club announced a new membership scheme to help support the club's mm. academy. So this costs £10 a month with all money received going directly into the academy. So another way there to try and get as much money into the academy to help it progress over the next couple of years. So new ideas, again, in this new era from the club. So much welcomed. Yeah, on Sunday the 6th of June, congratulations to XO and title-winning striker Macaulay Bond who got engaged while on holiday in Portugal. The most surprising thing about this was that Macca was out on, on a Sunday. Sunday. Popping the question, <laughs> Macca's out on Sunday. <coughs> so Tuesday, the 8th of June. In. So the 8th of June marked the two-year anniversary of the passing of Justin Edinburgh, who was always in our thoughts. Yeah. You know, always remembered, never forgotten, is what I like Absolutely. to say. Absolutely. Wednesday, the 9th of June, Kenny Jackett made his first signing as experienced central midfielder Darren Prattley joined on an initial one-year deal and was immediately made club captain. Doesn't that seem like an age ago? It's only three weeks ago. It's crazy. Hasn't that gone quick? He played 41 games for Charlton last season and 36 games in the Championship the year before. And when I initially looked at this and saw a 36-year-old midfielder signing for us, I thought, surely there's a younger, there's a 10-year younger player out there with the hunger, desire and appetite that maybe it's not worked out for them at a champ club or League One club and they'll drop, take a step back to come forwards to be at a good, stable, family, proper club. Um, But on reflection, he ticks a lot of the boxes from what I understand and further research. You know, he's got a good engine on him. He's got good technical ability. He's got good experience. So he'll be able to help the younger players in the squad. Um, he's got the experience from the league above and two leagues above, so he's kind of like league one ready, so he fits that profile. And I guess the underlying point to this is that I've got faith in Kenny Jackett to rebuild the team. You know, I've got nothing else that, you know, Kenny Jackett's got no form with us. You have to give that belief until until he lets you down, which hopefully doesn't happen, but that's kind of, you've got to put it out there and just believe that, you know, he signed Darren Prattley, giving him the captain's armband like that, it's got to be something good in it, right? Well, don't forget, he knows Darren Prattley. So it's not his first daddy with yeah. Darren Prattley. So he knows what he's getting. Nice word. And Darren knows what he's getting from Kenny as well. So I thought this was a really strong signing. And I think if last <laughs> season taught us anything about League 2, it's that age is nothing but a number. Mm-hmm. Wes Houlihan, Joby McEnough, all Kevin players. Ellis, Kevin, Kevin Ellis. Kevin Ellis, a 41-year-old who, you know, on another day he goes and wins the playoff final on a free transfer. So... Doesn't right. concern me at You're all. Right. He's played for Kenny before, so really happy with it. And the club captain, Bank, so we know who's leading forward, and he'll lead by example on that training pitch from tomorrow. Yeah. So really strong with that. We had loads of views in on the signing of Darren Prattley. We'll mention a few. Jack LOFC was the first to tweet us. He said he started 33 times for a team that finished seventh in League One last season. Looks like a quality signing. I mean, that is a great point. I mean, Charlton. 
had a good season last season just missed out on the playoffs I think on the final day Damn, or second yeah. from last day and he was an ever present in their squad and he's come to later on in League 2 yeah. yes please yes you're please right. yeah you're right so he's literally almost champion. He's championship standard really isn't he if you look at it that way Matty LOFC Evans said a Rolls Royce signing for this division superb acquisition and fitting that he is the captain not many not many more players with 500 games at a higher level nowadays. Great point. A really good point. Len M4 said it's probably as good a replacement for Joby's experience as we could have got. Could prove to be an outstanding signing. Yeah, John Crab 3 said an experienced leader. Great qualities for League 2 and someone to build around. Hopefully a factor in other players signing. That's a great point because that's yeah. the first. And other players who might be arm and line about later on and go, Kenny Jackett, Darren Prattley. Yeah, I want a part of this. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Good foundations, good foundations. Len Chin Chin wants an experienced player, but is he played out at age thirty six? Let's hope not, and that he can inspire the youth players. Mark Ros 07487103 says he ticks every box. We only need him to get us up next year. Anything else is a bonus. If he has his head on, could be a great signing. Let's get the spine of the team right for once and build the rest around it. Good tweet. Orient Dave says, bags of experience, several promotions on this CV and still looks fit as a fiddle. Good signing. Orient Fan TV said, signing a player from a division above, what more could we ask? Straight in as captain as well, the draw of Jacket as manager could be immense for players signing for us. Good to see him already making decisions regarding the squad. Good point. Now, you can argue or unargue that would Dan Prattley sign for Leighton Orient if Kenny Jackett wasn't the manager? As a, yeah, you'll never know. Well, I don't think... Based on his experience with Kenny, I think Kenny was definitely a massive pull into signing him for the club. Mm. Like a definite attraction. Mm. Stephen Orient said, looks a very good signing. Rather a lot of midfielders. Don't have any goals in them, though. So I assume a couple, at least, will be loaned out and maybe one or two move on a Swansea fan got in touch we love it when other fans get in touch from, from I, other clubs I as well I find it insane that other clubs fans get in contact and we've got one from a QPR fan later um, about, about Paul Smith about Smith I love it I think it's a testament to what we do yeah I, I agree and the fact they want to engage it's Chip uh, C-H-I-P-P-R-O-B Chip Prob got in touch he said what a fantastic signing guys Jacket signed him for us at Swansea He's a leader. He knows him well. Buzzing to see him as your captain. Good luck and go smash League 2. Well, good luck to you in the champ- in the championship. Mate. Yeah. And ho- hope to see you vying for promotion back to the Premier League. Well, they lost that, didn't they? Play a final yeah. to Brentford. So unlucky there, but lovely to hear from you, Chip Prob. APK underscore music review said, absolutely elated, excellent signing. And Kenny Jack already appears to be piecing his jigsaw together for what will hopefully be a promotion James Core 8 said the one thing you'll get from Pratt is 100% he's a machine fit as a fiddle a leader and a great move making him skipper gave us three great years at Charlton so there's another fan from another club well James Core 8 they remember used to work on the Leighton Orient Trust and now at Northampton so he's got his fingers in the Orient Pie and the Charlton Pie so thanks to James for that oh, there was another tweet okay. from a Charlton fan addicted Matt who called him Prattsenio which I love, which is a name the Charlton fans obviously gave right. was excellent for us over the past three seasons. If we'd have gone up, I can understand us letting him go, but another season of Division 3 football for us, we should have kept him. He will run, he'll tackle, and he will barge his way through next season for the O's. That's a clean version of what yeah, was actually we can't listed read what on the tweet. He's I love that word, though. Good luck, Pratt. Pratt yeah. yeah, very good. Let's see what happens there. Uh, and then in the evening, yourself, Dan Chums, recorded the interview with Dean Brill, which, again, shameless, no shameless plug here, 
Uh, it's a must listen for all Orient fans. Reminisce. Dean got quite emotional in he that. Did. I think it's right to say. I think it's. I don't think it's unkind to say that because you know we go back over things and and, and talk about things that perhaps haven't been spoken about since the event or since things have, have calmed down a bit. So you know, brilliant interview and, and Dean. Thanks again, mate. So let's move on then. Yeah. Thursday the tenth of June. Thursday the tenth of June. It was a day where we learned that the fox in the box, Danny Johnson, had turned down a new deal at the O's to sign himself a two-year contract with fellow League Two club Mansfield Town. So Danny tweeted by saying, I'd like to thank everyone at Orient for my time at the club. I really enjoyed my time here. So for me, I thought he would leave, but I thought he'd go further up the country, not around the middle. Because, <laughs> you know, Mansfield, it's not really south, it's not really north. It's Midlands, Midlands, yeah. 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 So well, surprised he didn't go further north, but I wish him well. I mean, in January, this is how being an Orient fan changes from month to month. We sat here in this room five months ago in January, give or take, pleading for him to stay. Right? Mm. Couldn't think of anything worse than losing Danny Johnson. Mm. He was feigning an injury so that no club would come mm-hmm. in and get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Five yeah. months later, he leaves and we sit again. Good luck, Danny. See you later. Bye, Danny. Yeah. Best of luck to you, mate. Just don't score against us. Bonkers. So disappointing that he's not stayed. I think potentially playing him in a different system you'd get better results from him because he was never the fox in the box 100%. in that 4-3-3 three, three where yes. you've got one striker just trying to score all the time and not passing to you basically and a, a variation of different players on your left who aren't really left forward so I think under a difficult season he can look back and go I've done alright in that season you scored 20 odd goals yeah and I, I also think the fact that most fans aren't bothered is because I must have seen him only three or four times play games physically in front of me as an Orient player. So that emotional attachment maybe was a reason why some fans aren't as bothered. Because obviously we weren't there last season not at invested, all. Yeah. And maybe not invested in But I wish him the best of luck as long as he doesn't score against us for the States. Absolutely. I, I'm not too fussed to be honest. I would have been happy if he'd stayed as he's a proven scorer at this level. But I'm not totally upset that he's gone. I think, like you, what's odd to me is that he's gone to Mansfield, who are in our league. It, you know, it might be slightly, it might be an hour or two closer to home on a on a motorway journey. But I would have expected him to have gone to a League One club somewhere in the country, uh, because I think that he's him scoring twenty odd goals in literally half a season, because that's yeah. cumulatively what yeah. he's done with good service I think he would be put in a League One club in the playoff zone maybe within touching distance of the automatic promotion if supplied he will score no question or a doubt what, what I always wanted him I thought we said this on the pod enough times in a two yep. with a big man alongside him Connor yeah. Wilkinson Mansfield have signed him and have signed Ollie Hawkins from uh, Ipswich. Ipswich big boy they're going to go long they're going to get Hawkins to knock it down to DJ but even, to go and put but, but in the goal. if they then play a four-four-two, you're going to play with two wingers, wide right, wide right and wide, uh, wide left. They're going to be putting balls in the box for you. Exactly. So he's just going to be pouncing exactly. off the shoulder of the last man. So even if they don't go long, that's what he needs, and that's why he's the fox in the box because he pounces. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we weren't doing for him because <laughs> Connor Wilkinson was being fed the ball and Connor Wilkinson was taking all the shots and Danny Johnson wasn't getting the chances. So I, I kind of think that. Look, like Matt Porter said, like people have criticised or, or been openly a bit critical on social media about Danny moving just for money. Like Matt Porter said in the in in the chat that we had with him on the podcast a couple of podcast episodes ago, you know their careers are short. You know they need to secure money for their family, money for their future yeah, because their his career he's what twenty seven twenty eight now in five years time or in one tackle's time 
he could be done for, yeah. and he's got nothing to come out the other side of it. He's not Premier League money. So, you know, you can't really fault him for going to Mansfield if they're paying him a grand a week more, for example. I don't know that. I'm just throwing that number yeah. out. The, the next best offer that he's had, whether that's in League One or in League Two. So, you know, fair play to him. Uh, whether it's geographical or financial, they've obviously sold him a dream. They're going big. They've signed that Ollie Hawkins. They've made one or two other astute yeah, signings. So they're, they're clearly going to be looking to push to be automatic. Yeah, clearly. Nigel so Plus as well, decent manager decent at this man- level. 100%. Just so sort their defence out because they were shocking when we played them at They're their not place. mucking around. They are not mucking around. We had a lot of tweets in about this. So <laughs> we we're going to read what seemed like every single one. But I assure you, it's the selection. Uh, Barry BU5540. For zero one one six, and you can almost guarantee that you'll score a penalty against us, can't you? Yeah, I can. You literally can. Yeah, and we'll be sitting on this podcast moaning about it when it happens. Marcus Mainers said, "Understandable. They've got a few quids to throw around. Plus, there were questions over whether he'd fit into the new manager's playing style. Good luck to him, except when he's playing us." Yeah, Conway underscore Nigel said, "Every cloud has a silver lining. We won't have to listen to uh, Dulcet Dave calling him the DJ anymore. Good luck, DJ, and thanks." That did make me chuckle with that one. Chris Coe, DJ. 12936917. Didn't want to play for us, so goodbye. Fantastic up until Christmas. Pants thereafter. Other than the non league clubs, we were the only club where he was a regular starter. Yeah. He's gone, we move on. That's right. Lee Boys 13 said every player in League 2 is replaceable. Done a job for us, but never really looked like he fitted in at the club. Great point. That's a good boys. point, yeah. Great point. Richie J. Bourne said, disappointed DJ has gone. I hope Vig signs and Brophy. Surprised Happy hasn't signed as he was lucky to be offered a contract. But fair play to Clay, who signed quickly. This delaying by the others doesn't go down well. And if you want to stay signed, and if not, goodbye. Wadsy said, a lot of people now saying they're not bothered. He wasn't great after his injury, etc. I, for one, wish him all the best. If he can score 20-plus goals for us, imagine what he can do for a club that creates chances. Good luck to him and thanks for keeping us entertained. Spot on the tweet there. True, very true. Stuart. That's what I just said. Yeah, yeah 1973 says, I'm not worried. Personally, I never want him as a no. Easily replaceable and plenty of fish in the sea, as I say. All the best and up the O's and we move on. True. Kid Samson O said, not bothered to be honest. Great finisher, worked hard enough, but offered less than nothing outside the box. Having such a poor footballer at the, as the focal point of our attack was partially to blame for the one-dimensional tediousness of our attacking platform pattern of play by the way not surprised he's rocked up at Mansfield their defenders are set up more their defenders set up more of his goals in two games than our midfield did all season great tweet let's finish off the tweets on Danny Johnson and the last time we speak about the fox in the box in this episode Matthew 1402115 said he looked so annoyed most of the second half of the season. I don't blame him either as we didn't play to his strengths. Brilliant. 20 plus goals a season. Striker gone by Kenny. We trust. Tweet. Top tweet. Yeah. Top, top tweet. Absolutely. Like we have lost a 20 goal a season striker. Yeah, and we're laughing about it. And we're not fussed by it. Exactly. Which kind of tells you where we are as Orient fans. Like hopeful for the new season. If that had happened in mid-season, like I said, five months ago. Five months ago. Say Mansfield was signing five months ago for, for a nominal fee. Fuming. We'd be sitting here livid. Fuming. Nigel and Kent will be getting it. What's wrong with us? <laughs> I don't know. What is wrong? How, how, you're, I don't know. That's absolutely bang on. Five months ago, regardless of what we know now, five, if we'd have sold him to Mansfield for a whatever fee... You'd be doing your nuts. You would be spitting feathers at Martin Ling. <laughs> probably at Ross Embleton, because somehow he's going to be to blame, because some people wouldn't live that, give that mantle up, even oh. though Ross would have no part of it. Oh, Ross Embleton right? to blame Nigel, for everything that ever happened to Yeah. Him. Yes. Nigel will be in for it Kent will be in for it he's not interested he's selling our best asset taking the money he's going to 
all of this kind of furor, if you like, and yet here we sit in here now on the 20-whatever of June going, thanks, mate, all the best, yeah. see you later. He's, well, moved, he's moved for a few quid. Got a few, got, a few, got a few more to talk about coming up. Let's move on. <laughs> Kenny Friday, the 11th of June. This was a Kenny frantic Friday, busy afternoon. Firstly, Cambridge United announced the signing of James Brophy on a three-year deal after he rejected a deal from the O's to join Cambridge. James said, first and foremost, to all the fans that have supported me and the team throughout the last three and a half seasons, I just wanted to say a huge thank you. It's been a place that my family and I have felt at home. Yeah, this move makes sense to me. He's moving to a club that have just gone up to League One. They're ambitious, they're determined. And for the se- for his sake, I hope Cambridge stay up. Because from a club stature perspective, I believe we're a bigger club with... Well, I don't know their setup, but I believe our structure and our infrastructure and everything that we've got with the new investors is bigger and better than Cambridge. Um, not that I know all the ins and outs of Cambridge or yeah. anything, but as a move, they've offered him a long contract. He's not moving a million miles away from his family. It's only an hour and a bit up the M11. Uh, I should know I did it last week. Um, so, yeah, so good luck to him. You know, why would he turn down the opportunity to go to a League One club with what sounds like a decent manager in Mark Bonner? Uh, Mark Bonner, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Shame to see him go, like you said, but a three-year deal at a League One club, it's a no-brainer. You can't turn that Absolute down. Absolute yeah. no-brainer, right? So, unfortunately for this podcast, we've got no more discussions to have about whether he's a left-back or he's a left winger uh, for the pod, but another champion Why who that leaves the club. Bored of that conversation. I don't think we'll ever be bored of that one. Maybe one day he comes back and we have it all over again. Or there's a new player who comes in this season and we're having the same discussion. Connor Woods, <laughs> probably Connor Woods. Yeah. So from us to you, James, all the best. So loads of tweets, as you can imagine, on to the reaction of James Brophy leaving. One, Adam Conway says this is an absolutely huge loss. Anyone that says different is on another planet. David Reichard 80 said, one that I would have liked to have stayed. I thought he could have offered a lot more next season. I will always remember that moment he scored the winner at home to Eastleigh, which really set us up to win the title. Great goal, that one. Samuel Ling on the right, crosses in. Brophy finishes, win the game 3-2. I was in Butlin texting you, trying to get updates what was going on. I'm not having to signal. I remember that was a nightmare, that one. Billy Herring, 0-3, gets the last shot in. He says he's a good left-back. Billy Herring, we know you love Brophy as a left-back, mate. I know what you're doing there. Good left-back. But there are other options out there. As a winger, his delivery and final ball isn't good enough and we move on. So we certainly do. And that wasn't the only departure of the day. It was confirmed that short, shortly after this that Walsall announced the signing of Connor Wilkinson on a two-year deal, which is their new manager, Matt Taylor, uh, his first signing after Connor rejected a new deal at the O's to join the Saddlers. So surprised he only went to Walsall. Uh, I believe... His partner or his family are nearby or are from that way, so it probably drove that move. It's not a career progressive move, in my opinion, and I think I said that to the Vital Walsall uh, account yes. who I did a, a, an interview for. It's on their YouTube channel. Turns out also that he worked with their director of football at Bolton, who got the best out of him at Bolton. So he's probably sold him this massive. Yeah. Project. I've worked well with you. You've done brilliant under me. I help you recapture that form. Don't know necessarily. I mean, you're talking Bolton and Warsaw. You're talking oceans apart in terms of ability to be able to deliver on that kind of promise. But, you know, Matt Taylor, he's a new manager. He's obviously sold on that. There's a lot of boxes that it ticks. It certainly, in my view, probably isn't a money view, a money move. Um, if anything, it's probably a step back in terms of wages. But it means... 
he's closer to his family. Yeah, cheaper cost of living, I guess. I mean, it's That's a funny one, true. Connor, isn't it? I mean, some of the rumours we were getting about clubs looking at Connor, mm. we thought we'd go, he'd go much higher than Walsall. Um, I thought he'd go League One, given his performances this season. I thought, but, by a country mile, he wasn't the best player for him last season, but he was definitely the most improved from what we saw in his first season to his mm. second. He mm-hmm. was, every time he got the ball, he was doing something exciting, like taking on a man. And when he was up for it, He's unstoppable on his day. And again, if they can keep him fit and get their best out of him, they've probably got a 15 to 20 goal season striker there. But it'd be interesting to see, and we won't focus on it obviously, whether he plays as a centre forward and they ping long balls to him up top, or whether he plays on the right side of a forward three. That'll be what what I'll find interesting about Connor. But again, for me, and I don't know if it's because I didn't see him much, because obviously he started the season he signed with us, and then he got injured, if you remember. Yeah. So we only saw him a couple of times in the ground. Again, I, I don't feel any emotional attachment to Connor Walkinson no. leaving, which is crazy, really, because he was a good footballer. Um, Technically, for a tall lad, he's got amazing feet. I he was a good player. Good player. Yeah. Like, 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 again, not to go back to it, would like to have seen him in a two with Danny Johnson for a couple yeah. of games last season. I think yeah. that would have got the best out of him. Well, if the rumours to be believed, he refused to play in the two. Oh, he? absolutely. Didn't want to play in the two, only on the right. So Connor said, thanks to all involved with the club. My time was short but sweet. The last two years have been the most enjoyable of my life and I really felt at home. The staff, the lads and the fans made me feel welcome from day one and I'm forever grateful for that. I wish everyone involved with the club nothing but success for the upcoming season. I will say though that Danny Johnson, Brophy and Connor, we offered these players contracts yep. and they still went to move on. Whether that's for money or whatever, Career that would still be a bit of a blow to Ling. Maybe not Kenny because Kenny doesn't know him and just sees them as names and gone right, they're not They're, they're not my players. players. They're not so my players. see you later. But yeah. someone like Martin Ling is probably looking at it going, that's a bit of a blow. Zero for, what, one for four at that time. Craig Clay, yes. Yeah. Brophy, Connor, Danny, no, one for four. Not great. No, not her for Vigoro. Not yeah. So not great at this point. Obviously we're coming to happy later and obviously there's, a, there's one or two still outstanding. Loads of tweets, as you'd expect, when Connor's departure was announced. Leighton Stoney said, This is truly bad news. Why Walsall of all teams? Can't believe this is money related, surely. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I agree. It probably isn't uh, money related. Record Blue App said, "Meh, not fussed about him too much." In honesty, felt he was very overrated. The tipping Tim said, "Personally, I can't believe that Brophy gets a gig in League One, whilst Wilco joins a team of thirty-three to one to win League Two. I'd never had it the other way round." And our new sponsor Essex Biz said, "Not fussed. Can't say he's a team player. Very selfish on the ball." Which is fine when you're good enough to deliver consistently. Yeah, there's a good point. point. Yeah. Really good point. Taser Junior said, Don't think we'll go up with him in the starting lineup. Never thought he was quite the answer, but can only let him go if we get someone in that's better. Yeah, Rich Den M said, uh, Surprised to be honest, to lose him to a League One or top League Two club, maybe, but to Walsall. Yeah, good point. Tom D. Simmons underscore Thompson. I'm disappointed. One of the few who can look back on last season with a degree of satisfaction. Might well have scored significantly more goals if Empleton or McEnough had played him down the middle. Good player who I think we may well miss. Oh dear, Walsh, she said it's an odd one for me. Not sure why he'd pick Walsall over us. Uh, if, they're pa- if they're paying less wages... We can't. I don't understand what that. Uh, there's some spell checks in there. Can't help but feel disappointed. Thought Kenny would be able to convince these to stay. Yeah. So he goes off. But later in the day, there was some positive news as the club announced pretty much straight after that Joe Gallagher had been appointed as assistant manager to Kenny Jacket, who Joe teams up with for the fifth 
time in his career. So Joseph, I'm very pleased to be here and it's a fantastic opportunity for me to come in with Kenny on the back of a solid season for the club last year. We're looking to improve upon that. Kenny is a highly experienced manager and I've worked with him on a number of occasions. We have a clear working relationship where I know exactly what he wants and requires from the players and I'm the link between him and the players. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the announcement also said that Danny Sender has left the club. Danny tweeted, such a great club to have been a part of, full of so many wonderful people, and I wish Leighton Orient all the best of luck for the future. So obviously no surprise at all that Danny no. Sender has left. Uh, I'd heard that he'd left a couple of weeks before this had actually uh, been announced. So welcome to the club, uh, Joe Poor, in my opinion, that they just kind of included it as a sentence at the end of the new assistant manager's announcement. I think, out of respect for Danny, he deserved a thank you and goodbye as his own, um, uh, as his own standalone story, uh, a feature on the website, for example. He did get that after. Yeah, but it should have been done in the order that Danny's left and now Joe's yeah. joined. Yeah. Whether it's a few hours or a day, whatever. You know, the fact of the matter is that clearly that wasn't just decided. It had been decided some time ago. So, you know, I think, I think it's just a, the, the club probably feel they've probably missed a trick there and, and whatnot. But I think that that would have been the right thing to do. But it's not a big deal, so we move on. Yeah, Joe Gallen. I think as soon as Kenny Jacket was announced, you knew Joe Gallen would be following him. Yeah. And it, I mean, it shows you the faith placed in Kenny Jacket in terms of they've got rid of Sender to bring in uh, Gallen. So... That's obviously on the back of Kenny saying, well, I want my man in or men in, depending on who else is coming in in the future. Because I think there was Kenny has three people who normally go where he goes and only one is currently at the club, which leaves two out. I don't know the other two names. I just remember it from the Portsmouth announcement yeah, before, before Kenny that as well, yeah. was announced. So no surprises there. Best of luck to Danny Sender. I think Danny's best under difficult circumstances. It'll be interesting to see where Danny Sender ends up. So... Let's move on to the day after. The news was coming thick and fast at this point. Saturday, the 12th of June, early in the morning, an early announcement, 9am, the club announced that Simon Royce has joined Kenny Jacket's staff as our new goalkeeping coach. It's a great opportunity for me to join an ambitious club and work with people I know from my playing days in Kenny Jacket. And Joe Gallen is what Simon Royce had to say. He goes on to say, we need to hit the ground running. It's helped me by knowing a couple of the staff, including Matt Harold, that now we're coming together and the setup is brilliant. And for me, I don't really know enough about him to have an opinion. So welcome Leighton or to Leighton Orient, Simon Royce. And uh, yeah, good luck with, uh, with everything you're going to do to improve our goalkeepers. Yeah, I mean, I remember Simon Rice from his playing days at Southend. Uh, always a good a good keeper back in the day and got a good coaching pedigree, formerly with Brentford and Gillingham. So coached at a higher level than what yeah. he finds himself in, League Two. And he knows Kenny Jacket and Joe from his playing days. Knows Matt Harold, so all fit into the team well. So yeah. no problems there with me. So Monday the 14th of June, the Fans mm -hmm. Forum took place at 7pm with board members and selected fans, and our very own bearded Lejande, Mr. Levy. How was it? Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Uh, there was lots of things that we discussed. It was an hour and a half. Um, lots of interesting comments and suggestions made. Um, one, uh, I can't go through every single uh, point, but I think the, the, a couple of the crucial points that I picked up on, uh, the club loss is predicted to be about £3 million due to uh, obviously not having fans, yeah. in, uh, due to COVID, basically. Uh, £750,000 was spent on the East End. I think that roof and that gable is looking really smart, all white and fresh yeah. and, and ready to go. 
Um, on the Black Lives Matter players taking the knee, uh, I think someone put a question about will the players be doing that into next season. Uh, the club are waiting to hear from the EFL what their policy is on that. Uh, I thought also something that, that, that struck me as quite interesting as well is the club's moving to be a cashless stadium like nearly every other club. So I wonder how you're going to be able to, you're not going to be able to buy your programmes from the outside programme sellers anymore, I'm assuming. Oh, I don't know. Maybe inside the ground it'll be cash. Maybe, Maybe they'll have a the older cash machine. Yeah, contactless payment. Yeah, yeah but... so that's interesting. They were also really keen on ideas about how to get more regular attendance from the casual fan. Um, how you can turn them from one game into two, into four, into eight, into ten, and before you know it, they've got a season ticket. Um, also, how to encourage people to um, spend more in the club shop. Yeah. Uh, obviously it goes about range there's obviously limitations yeah. on what they can and can't have ladies wear was discussed by uh, a couple of the ladies on the uh, on the uh, call as well which is which is fair um, and also about getting people in the ground early uh, what incentives can they have to have people in the ground early I suggested sort of food vouchers in terms of you get a discount if you spend it before yeah, two yeah. o'clock for example like 20% off or, or you get a burger and fries free fries before, I don't know, half past one if you're in the ground early, something like that, or, or, or something of that ilk. It's just something to get people in the ground early. But I don't know, I think the problem that you've got is people generally tend to meet externally because they all sit in different stands because yeah, historically course. that's what they've got. You know, Adam, our sponsor, sits in the, used to sit behind us, but now sits in the gallery. So if we wanted to meet up with him and a few of the others... You go, go to the, the coach or yeah. the tech or, yeah, you wouldn't come into the ground because you can't be with everyone. And the rules are you can't wander around the ground. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a difficult one, but, uh, yeah, there's a good few suggestions that I think the club are going to follow up on. Yeah, sounds like some really good points made there. Yeah. So well done to everyone involved at that. Well done to you as well, Mr Levy. Thank so you. Tuesday, the 15th of June, the club tweeted a very cryptic teaser clue about a new signing with geographical coordinates and was promptly followed up with the announcement that the club have signed Leighton Stoneborn centre-back Omar Beckles after he rejected a new contract from League One crew Alexandra. The fact that he played a lot in League One last season is really impressive that we've managed to secure his signature. I was genuinely shocked and impressed in equal measure in a positive way, shocked positively. Yeah. Um, the fact that he was involved in 10 games as well where he kept a clean sheet, that's solid, that's decent. Um, I'm very impressed by this signing. And he's a local boy as well, so it's it's a good thing. You know, he's coming back to family. Yeah. You know, um, so I like that. I like that a lot. Well, at the time, that was the second announcement, signing announcement. And again, followed Dan Prattley, who played pretty much the entire season at the League One club. I think... For me, I don't know too much about uh, Beckles, but experienced, used to playing at a higher level, so got to be happy with that. I was watching yeah. his interview and his highlights were all earlier, and he seems like a good footballer as well, more like a baldry along yeah. the floor, looking at an intelligent pass and getting the ball from back to front quickly. And he can score a few goals as well, so yeah, really happy with that one. Again, a few tweets came in, LDP King said another EFL standard player and a signing that without King Kenny we would not have signed. I expect many others to follow the trend. Yeah, just to pick up on something, um, Crew finished 12th last season. Yeah, and that was their first season uh, in League One after their promotion. Pretty well. decent. So decent, yeah, really pretty decent. decent. So very, very pleased with that. Orient Liam said a class signing considering he's been in the league above 
for years and playing well consistently. Yeah, Dan Alton, 2590, says shutting out on a high-profile manager, clearly paying dividends already. Two potentially excellent signings from the league above. And finally, Terence Coates, too, said, looks great on paper, very impressed. I was also impressed with his honesty in his interview. Shows he's the real deal and isn't afraid or wouldn't ever shy away. Very happy with him signing. Welcome, Omar. Yeah, so some good news there. So Wednesday, the 16th of June, the club announced their third signing of the season as left wing back another local boy Connor Wood signed a two year contract following the expiry of his contract at Bradford City where he played 49 times in League 2 last season yeah another signing that I've not really got much knowledge about to be honest but he seems solid from what I have heard uh, of him uh, and the clips that I've seen and, and some of the Bradford fan comments as well. And again, just to add to, to the Omar coming home, he's coming back from up north as well. So it just it just makes a lot of sense. You know, if they're happy off the pitch, they're going to be happy on the pitch. So playing for a, a club like us makes me wonder, why have we not signed these players sooner? Why have we not managed to grab? Circumstantial, no doubt. But how is, how is a local boy from Leytonstone going to play at Crewe and how is a local boy from Buckhurst Hill going to play for Bradford? Well, he, in, his, in his interview, he was a part of the Leicester under-23s. So he, he was at Leicester under-23s and from there... He had when a, they won the league. Yes. Yeah, from there he ended up at Bradford. So he's, I would say, Orient probably the smallest club he's been at because we're not bigger than Bradford City and we no. know by no means bigger than Leicester, obviously. So I think he's just come on the radar, right time. And again, good age, Another London boy, but as a youth player, how how is he not in our academy? But why would you be in like Norwich Academy when you can go Leicester? No, but why have we not picked him up before Leicester? Is what I'm saying. Why has he not been in our under teams? No, no you know what I mean. Yeah. That's kind of the catch. The catch nut for us is Bucker Steel. It's right on our doorstep. Want to ask Link? Get on it, Link. Sort it out, Link. <laughs> uh, a few tweets about this one. Only one that kept in and has made it through from Bopsy, who said another player that wanted to come to us due to Kenny being here. That is the key to having a proven manager that he attracts players who want to be successful and play for us. Yeah, absolutely. Friday the 18th of June as we move through the time frame now. The club confirmed the current pre-season fixture list. And in case you missed it, the dates for your diaries are Tuesday the 6th of July at 5 o'clock. We've got Dundee United away. No away fans are going to be allowed for this. That's only nine days away. Yep. That's crazy. It's a week on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday the 13th of July, 7 o'clock kickoff. West Ham uh, home. Uh, we've got a space on the 17th of July. That's to be confirmed. On the 24th of July, we've got Maidenhead away with a 3 o'clock kickoff. And on Saturday the 31st of July, 2 o'clock kickoff is Gillingham at home. And on Tuesday the 3rd of August at 7 o'clock, we've got Haybridge Swifts away. No mention of the Walthamstow uh, yeah, very FC true. one uh, yeah. on the club's official. So maybe we'll be sending out a youth side to that, possibly. Yeah, would have thought so. Good spot there, Eagle Eyes Levy. So Saturday the 19th of June, nothing much doing at the club. But we must say happy birthday to former O's chairman and honorary club president, Barry Hearns. Hope you had a good one, Mr Hearn. Absolutely. So happy Monday, the 21st of June. And, and it was indeed a happy Monday as the club announced that Dan Happy has signed a new two-year contract with the O's. Your views? Yeah, good news. I mean, I think we spoke about it in various pods. The guy's only 22 years old, so he feels because he's played over 100 games for Orient that he's much older. But he's not. He's only 22. His interview uh, was really good, actually, on the, on the club's website where he said... Very honest. on last season. Thought he started well. Disappointed in himself towards the back end of last season and wants to push on under Kenny. And Kenny, again, when speaking about Happy, was very complimentary and thinks you know, he can push on. So very excited to see where Dan Happy's 
um, season goes this season. Fingers crossed yeah. he has a good one because he'll be up against Adam Thompson. He'll be up against Omar Beckles. So it's not by no means is he assuring to get in that team. Out yeah. of the three, you go, he's probably the third pick as it stands at the moment. When you've got a fit Adam Thompson and a fit Omar Beckles, I think Dan Happy finds it hard, but he's a left sided centre back. Assuming on the left side. Assuming he plays in a four. four. Yeah, absolutely. Kenny, what are you gonna play? So, so, good so, point. so assuming he plays in a four, if he plays in a three, those are your three first yeah. choice. You have Dan Happy at absolutely. left centre back. You have Adam Thompson in the centre and Omar Beckles at right centre back, and then you have Connor Wood in Who's a, a five. left wing back. Correct, he's a James Brophy yeah. replacement. Right? Oh. So this is what this is what got me thinking. So for me, I liked his honesty in his interview. I think we'll see a different Dan Happy next season. I like the fact that he said I started off alright, like you said, let myself down a bit, yeah. didn't do as well as I could have, should have, will do. Yeah. Um but like you say, let's see what happens. Let's see what, what formation Kenny Jackett's going to play 3-4-3 or a 3-5-2 or maybe even a 4-4-2 and maybe Adam or Omar will go as a right back if he doesn't sign a right back you're twisting my melon man yeah <laughs> see what I've done there anyone who watched the club reveal will get that and will be chuckling it away so yeah. lots of tweets win that was announced Nick Almighty 79 said best signing so far Paul Ravens 39 said he's glad he's signed good competition at centre back now Hoping for multiple signings this week now, ready for the start of pre-season next week. The more players in the building on day one of pre-season, the better a position we'll be in. SS Orient, 1879. So I'm pleased and happy he's re-signed for the O's. He's still only 22 years old. Last season, didn't show his potential, but he's played well over 100 games and an experienced manager like Kenny could get him back on track. John W999 said, a decent player, need to kick on and show some consistency. Cut the errors if he's going to be... Uh, if he's going to progress his career. Yeah, so nice points on our happy Monday. So to Huey Tuesday, 22nd of June, and it was a happy Leighton Orient day. It was four years to the day since Eagle Investments Limited bought Leighton Orient. And what a four years it has been. And we've been literally reporting on it every week, pretty much, over those four years and the back end of the three before that. The last so, seven seasons we've crazy. been crazy. Yeah, so we are literally the most probably compelling and complete it's a chronological event record that the club has this is a history book in 100 years time when people yeah. were going what happened to Orion back in the day this is, his, this is a history book it really is it, is, it really is uh, out of contract Orient forward Lee Angle signed a, a one year deal at Bradford City Surprise! football doesn't never surprise me but I did raise my eyebrows when I saw Lee Angle had gone to Bradford great move for him Goes to a bigger club than DJ. Goes to a bigger club than Walsall. If he stays fit and they play in the middle and get service, he'll get him 15 goals. In his first season, he started off really well and was flying. Then he got a bad injury and that was it. We never saw the best of him since then. Right. And then he couldn't get into the side last season or he couldn't get into the side really as a centre-forward. We, yeah. we saw a frustrated figure um, during his time at the club last season. So yeah, it'd be interesting. Another one. Best of luck to him. Wouldn't surprise me if he pops out with a bag for, you know... Who is it? Adams, Derek Adams at Bradford. They're gonna be they're gonna be strong next season. Bradford. City. I wonder if they've taken a punt on him. Um, they've offered him one year deal, so clearly they're not. You know, they just want to test the water if he proves himself. Yeah, he'll probably get a much improved contract offer. So Wednesday, the twenty third of June, then the groups for the Papa John's Trophy were announced by the EFL, and we're in Group G along with Crawley Town 
and Charlton Athletic, with the final place being drawn live on Sky Sports the following day. Yeah, so let's move on to the following day. At 9am, we were all in front of our computers, phones, mobiles, tablets, as it was fixture release date, as the fixtures were revealed. We're not going to read them out one by one, but top end lines. The first game away is Salford, 7th of August, when the season kicks off. Our first home game, league home game of the season, is Exeter City. 14th of August, my 10-year wedding anniversary. No chance ever in hell. of getting to that one. Our last game of the season, Tramway Rovers at home, 7th of May. Boxing Day sees us go to Colchester United away. And on New Year's Day, we welcome Bristol Rovers at home and a fuzzy-headed Joey Barton. Easter Friday, Scunthorpe at home. And Easter Monday, Swindon away. But those fixtures are everywhere over the club's website. If you look for them, you'll find them. But it's exciting now. Like, it's getting nearer. It's real. And nearer. It's, it's real. real. Yeah. Swindon just lost their manager. He quit last week. They signed him on the 26th of May. McGrill. He's, he's, McGrill's gone. <gasps> I didn't know that. Yeah. So they're in absolute disarray at the moment. Pre-season's tomorrow. And they've got... They got their manager left. Wow! It was also announced in the afternoon that Southampton's under twenty ones will also be in group in our group, Group G, for the Papa John's Trophy. So it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you never know, like you don't know who's going to put out what kind of teams. Whether teams are going to use it as a squad exercise or a first team exercise. Or, so it's it's hard to know who if Charlton mm. put, put a first team out, if Crawley will put kids out, if Willie would do the same. So it's one that until you get into knockout stages got to be honest no one really really cares about so Carabao Cup was drawn also in the day we were drawn uh, home in the first round against QPR with a tie to be played week of the 9th of August decent tie for that one I'm definitely going to go tie. to that game yeah that was a really good tie really good tie and we I would have quite seen... like an evening cup game in August to be fair yeah yeah nice and light at half nine in the evening yeah do you know what I mean like yeah, no we'll... need for the floodlights yeah, really good so, Friday the 25th of June then, uh, the, seemed quite busy this, but the club announced our fourth signing of the summer. Probably one of the worst kept secrets as well, to be fair. <laughs> 23-year-old forward Paul Smith has arrived from QPR on a two-year contract. Smith said, we want to get promoted. This is a big club. The way Kenny wants to play is something I want to be a part of. Promotion is always your ambition when you join a team, and I hope we can do that this year. Your views? I think at the time I was a bit like... Not sure, but when again his interview and his highlights were, I think I actually find it quite exciting. I always try and like see what fans of ex clubs are saying about him. Most very complimentary. Getting mm. twenty three, young. If he has a good season, there's a decent sell on value due to the, the contract he signed. Um, so fingers crossed at League Two level he'll be a success because his loan spells were all in League One and he yeah. played for Accrington and again he scored. Like, he's gone away to Oxford, scored against Oxford away. He's gone away to Sunderland arguably the biggest club in League One, scored there for Accrington Stanley and he scored some decent goals and his celebration's a bit mad. The old flip, the old FA, the old FA, Echonomi flip. the FA Echonomi, sorry, not McGlish. He he likes a bit of that so you've just got to be careful on his landing mate because if he comes down on that but exciting but really good to see and again I must applaud the club on their reveal using a Smiths track and a Smiths album cover saying Hatful of Goals which is obviously Hatful of Hollow for any music geeks out there but Love it. Great stuff. Happy. Yeah, didn't know that, so fair play. I agree with you about the comments from, from uh, fans from former clubs uh, that they've made that are generally good. So that's always a good thing, like you say. His record isn't great. A lot of fans jumping on the, well, I've looked at his Wikipedia stats and they're a bit rubbish. 
um, and judging him on that, which I understand because you've got not much else to go on because we can't know about every single player. Okay. But you've got to trust in the process that the club have done their due diligence and their research about him before I, they brought him in. I think his problem is he might be too adaptable. So you know, he's a forward. I don't think he's necessarily played as a forward everywhere. He's left, I mean. left wing. He's done what yeah. Leandro done last season, where Connor no goal, well, two goals in eighteen games. But if you look at the small print, it's like seventeen of those games were played on a wing Out moaning. position. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think, you know, on paper his record isn't great, but hopefully he's a diamond in the rough and Kenny yeah. Jacket can develop him. You know, I remember Macaulay Bond's record wasn't great before he joined us. He Absolutely. scored seven goals in 75 appearances for for uh, Colchester, which is what, one in just under 11, right? One in 10.8, which isn't great for a striker. He then went to Woke Lincoln, scored one in seven. Woking, I don't think he scored at, and then he scored every other two. 45 in 90 for Leighton Orient. So, yeah, it's, it's all about it's, catching, it's one of those. catching the right player. I think Kenny said it's all about catching the right player at the right time. So, 23 years and old, him right. he's got a decent two year contract, decent clubs. Hopefully, he goes and kicks on and becomes an yeah. ex Mooney, yeah. which is, you know, the only comparison is that they're both hopefully Irish. Not. Irish yeah. <laughs> hopefully, not. Hopefully, he scores goals. Chris <laughs> um, <laughs> Underscore 1992 is the first up with his views on this. He said, another good signing, a very good signing. The appeal of working for Jacket is definitely, definitely yeah. showing. Yeah. We spoke about getting uh, interviews from other interviews, comments from other uh, fan bases. Latest underscore QPR, QPR fan account said, he's a class signing for you. Didn't get enough game time for us, which I thought he deserved, but it looked impressive on his loan spells and will give you a great option up front or on the wings. Good luck to you. And see you in August in the Cup. So thank you to latest underscore QPR. I think the next two tweets were about what Jacket had to say uh, about his interview about Smith. Right, so MS Orient said, Jacket is a breath of fresh air. So refreshing listening to this man talk. Been a very long time since we heard so much sense. Looking forward to seeing a new O's being led by such an integral manager. It's not really a comment about Paul Smith. Not really. It followed his signing because obviously that was the first Jacket... um, interview that they put out in a little while yeah. Orient underscore Ed it's a gun by King Kenny's interview seems that it confirms that we've all feared but have expected Viggs will be leaving so that's in uh, relation to when the Kenny talking about keepers he said we've got Sarge and we've got Reese, and we're looking for an experienced keeper which probably tells you all you need to know about yeah. um, Frank Beavis gets Viggs. the last shout on this one he said so refreshing to see players willing to drop to lead two because they want to play for us under jacket the squad is shaping up nicely and I'm looking forward to seeing who else comes in. Yeah, good point. So are we, Frank. So are we. So two days left to go until we have caught you up. Saturday, 26th of June, XO Macabon joined Ipswich Town on loan from QPR. Nothing to do with the O's, but we must say good luck to Macca. And again, shameless plug and a shameless plugging episode. Go back into our interview archives. We've got a great interview with McCauley Bond. He spoke all about his two years at the O's. A great chat there. Yeah, lovely guy, really lovely guy. So good luck to you, Maka. Sunday, the 27th of June, today as we record this, rumours abound on social media from credible sources in East Anglia that Ipswich town striker Aaron Drinnen is set to sign for the O's over the coming days. Yeah, so we'll see. I've yeah. also heard the name Alfie May mentioned a few times, the old Cheltenham striker, but I can't I see that can't one happening. See it. I really can't see it. I would love... If Alfie May signs for the club, I think we'll all be very, very happy yeah. Orient fans. So, just over the hour mark on an hour six, let's wrap this bad boy up. Positives and negatives of the month, I would say. So, positives, let's do two each because we haven't got any Go negatives. We've got no negatives, yeah? No negatives. So, positives... Four new player signings. So there might not be as many as what you would hope for, but I think we can say the four 
understand why that makes people nervous though because in previous time we would have secured more signings than this and I think the nervousness and the tentativeness and the anxiety is around the fact that we need so many more players we literally need six, seven yeah, we more do, signings again anyone who, who's watched that Kenny Jack interview should yeah. be calm based on what Kenny has said he knows where we need to um, sign players and they're not stupid they'll be working on many different signings they'll have their fingers in pies and you know it's, for me it's all about the right player at the right time I'd rather Agree. we sign only four players who we know are a good fit for the club both personality wise and playing wise and start going signing ten and we sit here going oh, well three of those look good four we're not sure about three look rubbish like, you know, so yeah. no qualms with me no agree on that one second positive backroom staff appointments Kenny's starting to bring his team in I would expect a few more of Kenny's boys to rock up at mm. some point especially the two mm. other chaps whose names we can't quite remember who left Portsmouth along with Joe Gallon after Kenny Jacket did so you can, I'll leave the third and fourth positives yeah for you my love no problem so the amount of season cards that have been renewed at this point I think it's well over 2,000 now uh, and also I think what's really interesting is the renewed enthusiasm of fans you know people responding positively to the signings um, and also to what Kenny Jacket has to say so it's all looking pretty good on and off the pitch at the moment so in Kenny Jacket we trust we absolutely do and that's why we have no negatives of the week and our hero of pre-season so far I mean there's not many options when we were talking about it you know he's building from the bottom up so our hero of the week is Kenny Jacket yeah well done well done to Kenny Jacket Absolutely. So, quick sponsorship reminder as we now wrap this up. Don't forget, for the best plastering and rendering prices around, visit AJF Plastering on Facebook or at Big Ads LOFC on Twitter for all your plastering and rendering needs. Yeah, so along with that, we'll say welcome to our two new sponsors. And if you fancy it, Prediction League is still there. So as Paul said at the beginning of the pod, if you fancy it, drop us a message. So that is it. Thanks for joining us for episode 249. It's been a busy few weeks at the club with player arrivals and departures, as well as the backroom staff joining. And although we're still like on first team players, training is due to start tomorrow at 8 a.m. on Monday, the 28th of June. And there is no doubt that EOs are going for quality over quantity and are waiting for the right players to come at the right time and join the team so as always we'll be reporting everything that happens on our social media channels so make sure you are following us for all the latest developments and views as they happen on our social media accounts yeah if you're listening on iTunes please subscribe give our podcast a 5 star rating and review on whatever platform you get your podcast from if you're listening on SoundCloud Spotify tune in and Stitcher add us to your favourites and that way You'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. We're also on smart speakers and a new fan engagement app called Fan Hub. And I'm sure more information will be coming on that uh, to remind you uh, in the near future. It's brilliant. So listening to our podcast could not be easier. Likewise, if you've got an older relative, a loved one, a friend, someone who has a passing interest in or who you think might be interested in uh, what's going on at the club, help them in whatever way shape or form you can pass the pod on to them let them know that we are about we'd love to hear from new fans that we pick up along the way and we're going to be back with episode 250 yeah. at an undetermined point in time but it will be probably just before the season starts well I think we're going to make on what yeah, happens we're going to make the call depending on what happens I think tonight felt like the right time to do this one with pre-season starting tomorrow and so much happening in the last month so 250 coming soon maybe before 250 you'll get an interview 
or to special episodes. But 250 will have all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great few weeks, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.